0: So my name is Emma Bray, and I'm 19 years old, and I'm a sophomore at CU Boulder. Um, And I was one of the youth plaintiffs on the COGCC versus Martinez case. Okay, cool. Um,
1: And that case was just ruled on very recently. Can you kind of explain what the ruling was?
0: Yeah, so, um, well, it kind of actually all started back in like 2013, and we first brought Kind of us youth kind of gathered together and we brought our ideas um, and we went to the district court and from the district court we went to the appeals court and we had a full-blown like appeals court and that's when our children's trust uh kind of like joined in on us and they were that's kind of our team of lawyers that kind of has been doing everything with us since then and so um we won the appeals the appeals court um with a two-to-one decision and so then i went to the colorado supreme court which was the most recent court case that happened um and so yeah we were all like this is, it's we, when we started this we were only like you know 12 or 13 years old and now like like we're all out of high school well most of us are out of high school or we're a senior in high school so that's all crazy um but the most recent ruling unfortunately is that we lost the case in the colorado supreme court and so that was really really kind of disappointing and devastating what, so what's been your role in it? You weren't the main plaintiff, um, but
1: you were one of the plaintiffs. How did you get yeah. involved?
0: I, I just, I remember that I first came into contact with, like, Chutescott when we were a little bit younger. And basically, we were just doing, like, protests and rallies, and uh, we came to the decision that we wanted to do something more. We wanted to, you know, sue or try to work for something that's, like, a law or something like that. And so we kind of just formed this group and then people got in contact with us with about the Our Children's Trust, which is basically this organization that uh, gives like advice and supplies like lawyers to children's cases. Um, and so uh, we got assigned to like two amazing lawyers and uh, they kind of helped everything with the legal and the plaintiffs we were this there like this is, we kind of just represented kind of a, the younger generation like this is what this court case is for is for this younger generation for these kids for the people who are not necessarily in these places right now not necessarily living in Colorado right now but maybe their kids or their grandkids or their great-grandkids and that's kind of was kind of the starting point of all of this
1: right and uh Scott Martinez um, is kind of known as being an environmental activist for this younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of saying, hey, the older generation screwed us over. You owe us because we have to deal with your damages. So you kind of got involved with him via some activism, some protests. Mm-hmm. Why Why would you get so involved? A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people in our generation, um, I... I mean, we're very similar ages. Like, I care about environmentalism, but I don't think I would have thought to sue for yeah. it. So I think that's interesting. Yeah,
0: I think it kind of just started from like a really young age. Um, I was born in Australia, and half my family is Australian, and I've spent ten summers on a boat just south of the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, and we do like all the ocean activities. So we're snorkeling and swimming and scuba diving and hiking on the islands and. I kind of that just kind of gave me a greater appreciation for the environment because whole, my whole life, my parents have just have taught me how important that is. And so, but luckily when I, was, um, when I was in middle school, I went to this really awesome alternative middle school and they gave me the opportunity to study something that I wanted to study, something that I was passionate about and I could study it for the entire year. And the teachers were just there to support me along the way with my studies. And I studied when I was in the eighth grade fracking. And so when I first started studying it, I was just purely like, what is fracking? Like, What is the process? How is it done? Where is it done? How often? What companies do it? And so that's kind of how it started off. But as I got kind of a couple months into this pretty intensive study, I pretty quickly became pretty opinionated about it. And it kind of turned into more of a physical aspect of what is fracking to the social side and the political side and the activism side. And so I just studied it really intensely, got super opinionated about it. And then I was really devastated about what was happening in Colorado and around the world. And even places like where we go in our boat in Australia, it was just like, I was just shocked. And I was like, I can't not do anything. Like at this point, like we need to do something right now because it's gotten to a point where it's going to be too late to fix it if we don't do something right now today.
1: Right. And... Uh, projections that came out I think a few weeks ago showed that the U.S. is up a few percent in carbon emissions, which is in part to do due to natural gas. Um, and uh, Colorado is definitely a battleground on this issue. Um, we saw in the last fall election, 2018, there was a piece of um, there was a referendum to kind of increase the distance um, from different sorts of like schools and certain housing developments and such uh, for fracking sites and it fell so kind of being in this location where it is such um, such a kind of hotly debated topic and uh, there are a lot of different stakeholders in it how do you think that we should be talking about fracking and general issues that are kind of these big environmental problems
0: yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very complicated because you want to get as many people's opinions as possible. And not just opinions, you want to get scientists and professors and students involved. And you want to get every single generation because every single generation has a different perspective than the previous generation. You want to be able to not only have these strong opinions that you feel passionate about, but you want to be able to back them up with science. Because at the end of the day, if it's just an opinion, there's no weight behind it. But as we've been seeing with over the last, like, Five ten years, there's so many different publishings coming out, showing how there is proof that these massive like oil and gas and coal are having devastating effects on the environment. And there's, there's, that's not something that you can debate. Like, that's, that's what they're discovering. And this is what they're proven. Um, And kind of going back to, like, at the last election, um, a I'm on the board I'm a board member on the or with the organization called 350.co, 350colorado.org and basically they're the one who kind of started this and it was uh, proposition 112 and that was asking for a 25 uh 2500 foot setback from homes schools hospitals parks basically anywhere where people spend time live and it was it was devastating that we lost and but the thing that was amazing is that we, with our limited resources as a grassroots organization, and we were outnumbered financially, you know, 50 to one with the oil and gas corporations, is that we still got over a million votes for yes to to, to have this setback. And I feel like that just like goes to show that people in Colorado are starting to pay attention to this and people are wanting to do something about it. And they are wanting their communities to be safe from it because Happening around all around them. Sometimes people think that, oh, this is not in my community, but it might be that in your community right next door, in that river next to that community that has, you know, 20,000 fracking rails, that river might go through your property or around your property. So, no matter what, like, just the way the earth works, is that all the ecosystems are connected. So, even if you don't feel like you're getting affected, like, you are, Aaron, and if you don't see it right now, you're definitely going to see it in a couple of years. And so, you should definitely, like, you know, try to participate in trying to make your community cleaner and start moving towards more like sustainable energies.
1: And I mean, environmentalism is still somewhat of a partisan issue mm-hmm. on a lot of respects. Um, and some people argue that that's because there is kind of this sense of fear and like, ah, we're doing really bad things. Um, do you think it's important to kind of have that sort of Fear or seriousness seriousness to the conversation, um, or how do you think we should be framing the conversation about environmental health in a way that um, that can be more accessible to people?
0: Right. So, like for me personally, I'm absolutely terrified about it. It's it like you know it causes me a lot of distress and um, and but one thing that I try to like keep in mind is that I'm in a position of privilege in some ways where you know there are ways for me to escape the effects of these industries going on where, but there's so many communities um, that can't, they can't escape this. And I feel like it's really challenging when there's these big, massive, powerful corporations and peoples and companies that have billions of dollars kind of going against these communities that can't fight back. And so it's hard to approach these communities and be like, okay, this is important, but like, it's so hard to kind of build, start from the ground up and get everyone involved because it's such a scary thing and it's it's so, you can't even fully comprehend the entirety of it because it's just, it's just so massive and there's so many things and so many different parts going on that I think just really the first step is trying to get the word out there and communicate to as many people as possible that this is what's going on and um, even if they can't, you know, do some crazy things that other people can do. They can do things, small things in their own lives, in their own communities, and you know, just turning off the lights and like eating less meat. And uh, when they're purchasing a car, make sure that it's you know, not you know, like super bad for the environment and it's not you know, putting too much CO two into the atmosphere. So it's just like small things like that that I think make a really big difference, even if you feel like this thing's so massive that you can't. Do anything about it, which is I feel like that's one of the biggest problems. Is that you see this issue and you think that how am I going to be able to deal with this? What can I do as an individual? Um, and I think it's just important to think that like yes, you are an individual, but also the person next to you is an individual, and your community are all made up of individuals. So if you get all of these individuals together, all of a sudden you have a group, and you have a peoples, and you have this mass community that's only going to grow the more you talk about it and share your opinions experience, share your experiences and stuff like that
1: and i i just think it's so interesting that you got involved with this so young and you're so eloquent and researched about it and you're like on a board for an environmental group and i'm sure you run up against um, a lot of kind of pushback of oh you're too young to do this or kind of things about your age, what have you experienced there um, and how have you dealt with it?
0: Yeah, I I haven't experienced as much as some other young environmentalists, but there has been some that there is pushback because we're young, we get a lot of, you know, like, what do you know? Like, how, like, why would this affect you? What are you doing to make a difference? How are you gonna change things? Um, And that's really challenging because, like, it's hard to sometimes not feel like that way. It's hard to feel like you're not powerless as a young person. But as I've kind of grown up a little bit besides this movement and being involved with it is that I'm learning that it's actually the exact opposite. You definitely respect your elders, but also your elders listen to young people. We are this new generation that has all this crazy technology, all this social media, all these different platforms that we can use to educate and educate ourselves more importantly, and then be able to educate people from there. And it's when people say that like, you're not able to do this, you can just look through history and there's so many young people that have spearheaded massive movements that have changed our society today that seeing those people, I'm like, okay, like maybe I'm just one 19 year old girl in the middle of Colorado, like not doing anything, but I'm also, I also do have a vote and everybody above the age of 18, all young people, they have their vote and they should use their vote Um, in every single election. If that's a election in your town or you know, the presidential election, whatever that may be, use your vote and use your voice because there are going to be people listening because people have started to listen to the youth because we are going to be the most affected by this because we're going to, we have the longest lifespan in front of us, so to say, and we're going to have to deal with the real things that are going to be coming up soon and have already started when there's, supposed to be a hundred year events like there's supposed to be like a flood every hundred years or a massive fire every hundred years but when those events are happening every two or three years something's wrong the equilibrium of the earth is messed up and it's only gonna progress and so it's our jobs as, as youth to recognize that and then be able to educate people and be like maybe this won't affect you but this is definitely gonna affect me and it's for sure gonna affect my kids so If you care about me then you got to care about the next generation because this is all connected yeah and so i kind of want to bring it back to um why
1: you got involved with this with Mm -hmm. the fracking suit um and kind of the loss of prop 112 last fall and all of that um looking forward what are you either hoping to see um potentially from governor polis Um, Or what are you maybe working on that you can kind of tease us about or um, kind of more progress on this sort of thing?
0: Right. So I definitely had some doubts about Polis. Um, I am very glad that he won and I'm very happy about that. And in many, many areas of politics, I agree with him. But in the environmental stance, I differ from him a little bit. And I really do hope that he puts a stronger foot forward um, on the kind of, on the environmental issues. He's spoken a lot about some sustainability and that's really, I really love hearing that because that is the future. That's what is gonna get us moved away from fossil fuels. Um, And I would just love for him to do what he says and actually put it to action and actually do these tax tasks and that would be great. Um, But I also have some reservations, I think that he is pretty buddy buddy with the oil and gas corporation and I just hopes that you know he sees that there are huge amounts of people and communities in Colorado that care very greatly about this and that this is literally their livelihood this is their health this is their safety this is their kids um and so I hope he comes to just have a stronger stance on it um for sure and then I'm just I think that definitely the movement is progressing I think that more and more people are are aware of what's happening and um, like the one thing I guess I can say about the court case is that obviously the with the COGCC versus Martinez even though we did lose that does not mean in any way that we're stopping or we're taking a break or um, okay we lost we're done cool we're going to sit back and do nothing it's actually the exact opposite we're going to keep on pushing harder we're going to go do everything that we did, but we're just gonna keep on doing it again. We're gonna get even more proof and more lawyers and more money, hopefully. We'll see. Um, and to really make a difference. And just because we lost one court case, that doesn't mean that we're gonna stop. We're gonna just, now we're just coming back with a vengeance. And that's, I think, that's gonna be really exciting to see. And we're gonna, we'll definitely be back soon. And we're just, you know, putting everything together, and we're definitely gonna be in the court soon.
1: Right, and uh, Chutescott Martinez has a couple other cases that he's a plaintiff on. Um, I think one has hit the Supreme Court and is waiting. Um, So that should be really interesting. Keep an eye out for that. Um, Anything else you want to say about um, I haven't asked you or um, kind of what it's like being up in Boulder because there is a certain type of environmentalism up Mm -hmm. here? Uh,
0: Yeah, well, I mean... I mean in Boulder, i love being in boulder but also because boulder knows it more than most communities especially since in the last couple of years with the crazy flooding is that this is really like close to heart with a lot of people in boulder like this like you we're seeing the effects plain in front of us and so i think it's just about people you know not just saying oh like this problem's so massive i can't deal with it so i'm not i'm not gonna do anything instead going into the mindset of i'm gonna even if I can't do that much, I'm gonna do what I can. And so I'm gonna vote or I'm gonna join this organization, this environmental organization, and I'm gonna volunteer for different committees or go to ra- marches or rallies or protests or sort, you know, sue somebody, that would be cool too. So I think it's just about, you know, if you look around and you enjoy what you see, if you love looking at the irons and love going and hiking in Chautauqua and being on beautiful campuses and different beautiful places in Boulder, then you should feel personally affected and you should feel offended about how people think that they can take advantage of you and that these corporations don't care about that and that they the profit is way more important than your health or the importance of keeping the wildlife and the nature safe or keeping the water sources and the ground sources clean. So if, that, if you think that's important, then get out there and go do what little bit you can do. Thank you so much, yep, Emma. Thank you.